Hello and welcome to the Meaningfulistic Podcast. I am your host, Gabriel Gonzalez, and I'm asking questions about what matters to who and why in the deepest, most personal sense. This is an exploration to find deep meaning at the intersection of the secular and the sacred, the artistic and the scientific. I will be sharing meaningful conversations that I have with ordinary people who find creative, unique, and profound ways to live a holistically healthy life. Most of the time I will be sharing conversations, except for instances like today, when instead I'm sharing a very powerful book review on extreme ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. The reason why I'm picking this book is because a lot of people have asked me why I have started a podcast and as with many things this is hard to find a beginning of a story but I can at least say that the path that I put myself on is a result of having read this book Extreme Ownership It probably could have been called extreme accountability because a lot of the principles are the same, but I'm not going to argue that point, especially with Jocko Willink, a Navy SEAL and holder of a black belt in jujitsu. Extreme ownership came into my possession through a job that I was with that it was recommended and the upper echelon of the company the management team was bought a bunch of copies of this book especially for the managers the project managers at this company and I got this book I saw it I was kind of very interested in broadening my mind but to be honest self-help books or success self-success books are not on my radar I'm more philosophy and religion and I wasn't expecting much out of this book I took it home and I was immediately engrossed and immediately profoundly drawn into this book and this message and I'm not going to share much of the actual what the book entails but I will share this because when it all comes down to leaving a mark on this planet we have a choice of how we choose to live and how we use our lives as a message for others and this book is dedicated to the men of Jocko Willing's team and I would like to at least read the dedication Extreme Ownership is dedicated to Mark Lee Mike Monsoor and Ryan Job, three courageous warriors, SEAL teammates, and friends who valiantly wielded their big machine guns on the mean streets of Ramadi and laid down their lives so that others might live. May they live their eternal reward in heaven for these men exemplified what it means from the book of John 15:13 Greater love has no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. So I started in on this book 
after taking it home and I finished it in two days. Uh, I'm a slow reader, so to me, that's fast. I've never picked up a book and could not put it down in my whole life um, since I read it in the summer of 19. And I was excited about this book. I read it over the weekend. I go back on Monday and I was immediately crushed because I asked people about have they read it I wanted to share with them you know I wanted to talk with them about it and I asked them how far did you get and they said well we didn't finish I said well where have you get and 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 they said page one and I could not believe it I couldn't believe that people were that unwilling to take the time to read something that was so profound or even just the first page the dedication it to just ask yourself what was these men doing that they deserve to be on the dedication of this book and i loved it i love this book and i was so enthused about it i took notes while i was reading it again something that i had never done before not since high school i did this on my own and i put together a a PowerPoint presentation because it meant so much to me that I wanted to share it with everyone at this company. I was willing to share this with the project managers. I was willing to share this with the managers of the, of the company. And I created a PowerPoint and basically no one wanted to hear it. I didn't have an audience. So now I do. This is my audience. You are my audience. If you're listening to this, it is a very profound book. So, the, like I said, the biggest thing about it is accountability and ownership. And the reason why it says extreme ownership is because there's no room for excuses. This book is not about so much about making money or so much about, I don't know, trying to be a wonderful person. It's about getting things done that need to be done and removing the obstacles and and the things that stop you from at least starting something worthwhile so why am i trying to do a podcast jocko willink wrote this book i read it i wanted to learn more i go in the back of the book is talking about this podcast back in 2019 i had never listened to a podcast i go i start listening to the podcast one by one and i'm learning the reason why this man is so profound is because he is not a blockhead military guy to be a navy seal you have to be an officer to be an officer you have to have a bachelor's degree he has a bachelor's degree in English. The books that he read shaped him to become an effective leader. This isn't just someone who thinks that they're doing something right. This is somebody who's applying everything that he's learned in books, okay, and applying them in his training and using them in a combat warfare situation able to successfully lead other men and then on his return back realize that the things that he learned are able to apply in a business sense now i'm not a business owner 
I'm not a manager, but the things that he's talking about are things that you can apply on a personal level. What I love about this book, that it's easy to read. It was easy for me to read in two days. The war stories are engaging and impactful and relevant to his overall message. But more importantly, it's very structured. It consists of three parts. Each part has the broken down into chapters. Each chapter is broken down to a story, a real life military story of his experiences in Iraq. And in it, he draws in a principle of the same title of the chapter. And then he applies a business application for that element. So part one, winning the war within. Uh, chapters are extreme ownership, which is like I said, no excuses, basically. No bad teams, only bad leaders. That means you're taking accountability of your team. And it, your team is indicative of your attitude and your effort. That is applicable in any scenario in your family, in your job. Okay. Chapter three is believe, basically having a authentic belief in what you're doing and not just doing it because you're, that's what you're being told to do. It's being invested in the overall goal of the team. Chapter four is check the ego, which is, again, something that should be self-explanatory and applicable in all areas of life. Part two, laws of combat. So these are more strategic um, examples of cover and move basically what you've seen in movies where one team member is supported by another team member and that's how they leapfrogged uh, in progression taking care of each other and supporting each other simple being behind a effective plan that is not too complicated that is easily understood by everyone who is participating in the endeavor uh, prioritize and execute Basically realizing what you need to do, what's most important first, and only doing that and allowing the things that are less important to unfold as you start to knock down prioritizing your uh, goals. Decentralized command. Oh my gosh, I've never been at a place that I was able to effectively incorporate this into their structure. It, this is not having one person doing everything this is not having people having to be told or micromanaged what to do on every instance or how to do it because they've already understood the instructions and they can efficiently work on their own and it's also the reason why people can't phase out of a role or they can't move up out of a role is because they're too useful or too bombarded by all the things that are involved in the role and they're unable to delegate their authority or they're afraid to delegate their authority part three sustaining victory chapter nine is plan you wouldn't do very well going into war if you did not have a plan you can't actually plan for all contingencies but the idea is to do as much planning as you possibly can to expect as many sort of unexpected events that can happen so you're trying to rule out all unnecessary surprises in your plan 
Chapter 10, leading up and down the chain of command. That's being at the right place at the right time, not too far ahead, not too far behind to where you get either bogged down by the details or you're not efficient enough with all the information. You're too lax way in the back. So this is being able to organize and instruct a team effectively in the middle. Chapter 11, decisiveness and uncertainty. Not much guesswork there. Decisiveness is involved in having to make split decisions and doing something is better than doing nothing and being caught up with all the details of all the what ifs that can lead to inaction. The last chapter, Discipline Equals Freedom, is where the rubber hits the road. This is where I started to pick up his overarching philosophies. This is one of the elements of his core ethos, his mantra of discipline equals freedom and i love this phrase in a sense it's kind of counterintuitive people always assume discipline is a active holding back a restraining a constrictiveness and when you compare it with freedom you know there's this paradox that happens that you don't understand how being regimented or being controlled is actually a source of creativity, but therein lies its usefulness. But one thing that I found was that it this quote isn't technically original. Now, I don't know if he got it from Aristotle or not. Like I said, he's an English major. He knows what he's talking about. But the original quote from Aristotle is, through discipline comes freedom. And the chapter in his book goes over how he's able to utilize the disciplines of training and trying to standardize all of the tactics that he uses in warfare to the point that it becomes second nature. It becomes ingrained. It becomes habit. It becomes understood from everyone on his team. And at that point, you're able to have the flexibility to realize where things can be adjusted. You're able to put in the things that seem extra or the things that seem extemporaneous or impromptu or creative. Those things can come later, but the first is the fundamentals and the fundamentals are ingrained because of the discipline that is instilled within his team. And the discipline that he's saying can be instilled in a person. He exemplifies this through his daily regimen of working out, his daily regimen of reading, his daily regimen of doing what he's doing and also finding the time to do what he wants to do, whether it's with his family or a, a new activity. And as far as productivity goes, there's all sorts of studies and information that show how incremental progress over time is built through these type of simple daily structured discipline exercises. The other thing about Jocko is he is constantly in my head. Since 2019, I've been going to the gym. Every time I go to the gym, I've been listening to some form or another of his message 
So whether it's his podcast or the audio version of his book, The Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual, he also has these, I would say, motivational workout kind of techno music by Akira the Don that I listen to while I'm working out again. But the things that he's saying as far as mental fortitude, all of his lessons come through to me throughout the day. One of my favorite lines is where he says, donuts are sugar-coated lies. I can't tell you how many times I've seen donuts in the kitchen area at my job, and I cannot get his voice out of my head every time I hear donuts are sugar-coated lies because and that, that is his way of looking at things. He does not allow room for things that aren't good for you. He is, when I talk about mind, body, and spirit, when I picture what the body looks like, it's Jocko Willink's uh, attitude towards doing only the things that are the best for your mind and for your body. He has a special way of impacting others. He has the physique, he has the attitude, he has the eyes, he has the voice that, of a leader that makes you want to do better because you see him and you believe in him and it makes you want to be a better person. And that's a leader. And that's what he's done for me. Reading Extreme Ownership, listening to his podcast has led me down to reading about other uh, war heroes. I've read uh, the book Helmet for My Pillow that he covered on one of his episodes. And the Unbroken, the story of Lou Zamperini. And also the Grunt Padre. This is a... Uh, Catholic chaplain who was mixed in with the Marines. They called him the Grunt Padre. And he lost his life saving a Marine who was in way beyond the lines of, of, of uh, safety in the enemy fire. And he was wounded. Father Vincent Capadano ran out there with no weapon and grabbed this man and turned his back and shielded him from an enemy shooter in Vietnam. Also, Father Emil Capon, the uh, Korean War POW who was executed for basically refusing to stop offering up the mass for the other prisoners of war. And both of these men are recipients of the Medal of Honor, two of the five chaplains who have been awarded that distinction. But I wouldn't have even been on this journey of trying to just constantly feed my mind unless I hadn't have uh, been exposed to the Jocko Willink podcast and, and just hear how much he's read and be inspired 
to read more books like like those and the American Sniper and uh, Dan Crenshaw's book Fortitude. They have been instrumental in helping me gain control over my mind and not have the excuses that come from being mediocre, from being comforted by things that are easy and having a more tough attitude towards apathy and laziness. He is one of my heroes and I am grateful for having been exposed to the book Extreme Ownership and thankful for the path that has put me on this journey of podcasting. And if you listen to my sort of sketchy introduction, you would have learned that I had some anxiety and I had these ideas and thoughts and I wanted to put them somewhere. And I liked the idea of what Jocko was doing, reading books, sharing his knowledge, also having conversations, very impactful conversations with people who had real world experiences and things to offer others. And I wanted to embody a little bit of that into what I was doing and what I was sharing and what I was learning. And I want to be able to share that with everyone, that being meaningfulistic, having a meaningful life is what can propel you out of that anxiety, out of that depression, out of that feeling of being lost in the world. And I do want to say this, The book Extreme Ownership and the things that I've learned from the Jocko Willink podcast did change the way I look at myself and the way that I think. And as far as psychology goes, that is pretty much the definition of what cognitive behavioral therapy is about. Changing the way you look at things and apply the thoughts that you're having, the feelings that you're having, and the actions that are stimulated from those thoughts and feelings and are you going to change them for the better Um, one of the things that he says a lot is this phrase it's a phrase it's a word good The, the bad things that happen if you look at them and say good you have the ability to rewrite rescript what happens after that bad event happens you can call that attitude modification or post traumatic growth. So when the stuff hit the fan in my life, I had read this book. I had the tools to not wallow down in misery. I knew I wanted to get out there. And if there was nothing else I could do, all I could do was take extreme ownership over my life and use the tools of prioritize and execute and plan and choose to practice discipline equals freedom and good in my life. So thank you to Jocko Willink for what he's done for the books, for his efforts in helping humanity live more meaningfulistic. And a very sincere thank you to everyone who has supported me with their words of encouragement, their thoughts and prayers, and especially their feedback. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Meaningfulistic Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, I have the Facebook group, I have uh, Instagram, and I have TikTok. 
and I share smaller messages, one minute message or so, and, and also share a lot of the philosophy and meaningful quotes that pertain to living a meaningfulistic life. Thank you and God bless.